0: To this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. I want to just you know, share two scriptures. Um, and it's finishing up on the lines of our prayer. Thanks, Byron preached last week uh, on prayer, and we've been preaching on on prayer throughout, uh, you know, February and into March. And uh, I just want to share a, a well-known passage uh, from Second Kings chapter four, and then I'll share one other verse with you, just briefly. Um, uh, 2 Kings 4 verse 1. Here we go. This You may know this story. This is Elisha and a miracle that God uses him for. One day the widow of a member of the group of the prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. You, you didn't just get your credit rating downgraded. You, know, you lost your kids because they would send them off. Uh, as slaves. So Elisha says, What can I do to help you? And then he says, Interestingly, tell me, what do you have in the house? God always uses what we've got. You know, it's very easy to say, Oh, God, I've got nothing. Here. Moses, what's in your hand? Oh, well, what do you know? Well, I'm going to use that. You've always got whatever you need right there in your life with God's touch. You know, so don't ever say to God, Oh, you've got no idea, God. It can't, this will never work. I haven't got enough. You know, God uses what we have and He moves on it. And he says, what what do you have? She says, well, nothing at all. Oh, except, except a a flask of olive oil. So nearly nothing, but not quite nothing. Just a flask of olive oil. Doesn't sound much, but watch what God does. Elisha says, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbours. Then go into your house with your sons. Shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Interestingly, He's saying, go away from distractions, get into like a prayer closet, get into a private place, just you and the Lord, and then pour the olive oil from your flask into the jars, thinking, well, okay, it's not going to last long, what's the point? But as she did, she did as she was told, and her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another, soon every container was full to the brim. So... What's going on? Bring me another jar, she said to her sons. Oh, there aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. Wow. So as long as she was pouring the oil, as long as there was a container to pour it in, the oil miraculously kept filling all these jars. So then the man of God said to her, okay, now go and sell the olive oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. So olive oil being a a, a good commodity – Uh, and product. They obviously had heaps of borrowed jars and she was able to sell and live and, you know, survive. So this is a great story of God's provision, yeah? God's miraculous provision. And I've only ever heard that preached in reference to material blessings, to, you know, an abundance of provision that God will bring in a financial or a material way. And it certainly applies to her life initially and and to our our lives and you may have situations where you've been tight financially materially you've come to God you've prayed you've 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 done what pastor tim said you've you've tithed you've honored God and then wow you see financial provision poured into your life just like oil pouring into the containers so that's true and that's relevant but oil is a symbol in the bible of the holy spirit and so i saw this recently and had God really show me that this is not just about material provision, it's about the Spirit of God pouring into our lives. It's a picture, a symbol, a prophetic uh, uh, a symbol, if you like, of how he will pour his Spirit into people who are open, who are empty, who are willing to be filled who come to him and say, well, God, I, I don't have anything except i got just a vessel. Here I am. I just, I, I just want you to pour into my life. And he does. And as I said, the oil you know, is used in the Bible as a symbol for the Holy Ghost. And I think this is just when we've been talking about praying and seeking God and believing for revival and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as we say, pouring out something about the the move of God the presence of God the power of God on our lives as individuals but also on our churches and our community this is this is a a, a picture of what God will do when people are are emptying themselves or willing to say oh God I don't have anything except except me I'm just and I'm not that greater vessel i 'm just a random borrowed vessel, but oh, here I am, and then bam there 's the Holy Spirit pouring, and as long as we come before him that 's as long as the Holy Spirit will come and pour as much as we are available, he will keep pouring and uh, and the other of course, the other symbol and the other scripture I want to share with you, the other symbol for the Holy Spirit is water in the Bible, you often see him represented by water, and this other verse that has Uh, been on my heart lately I wanted to share Isaiah 44 verse 3 this is a prophecy that God gives to his people and he says I will pour water on him who is thirsty I want the New King James version that's not the New King James version Um, I don't know if you can pull that up quickly but just listen I'm going to read the New King James because it's on a person not just thirsty ground that's probably the NIV and they've missed the the, the, the sense that it's on a person. Listen to this. I will pour water on him or her who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. <laughs> That's such a an amazing, powerful promise of God, isn't it? Again, it's talking about God refreshing people who are thirsty, who are aware of They're thirst. You know, what do they say? Oh, when you're thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. I always feel like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm thirsty. I mean, it's like, oh, I've only got minutes to live. Quick. Oh, dodge the bullet. You know how they say that? Have you heard that? If if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. It's like, oh, okay, settle down. I feel like, anyway. So being aware of your thirst is good. I mean, I've drunk more water in the last week. Like, you know, Saigon is one of those classic hot, humid cities. You're just drinking water all the time. And and so, ah, if we're aware of our thirst and we come before God, then we'll get refreshed. And and this is, like I said, it's true for individuals, but also for churches, communities, even nations. Like that verse, you know, that verse was a key verse for the the Scottish revival that I talked about recently in the Outer Hebrides, which Willie knows all about. You can ask him; he'll over a co- the price of a cup of coffee. You know, well, he's a Scot. He probably wants two coffees. Uh, you know, one for him and his wife. <laughs> you don't mind? Oh no, he's going to bash me Like, like an, another classic uh, Scottish um, broad brush painting. You know that he's a fighter. But um, uh, uh, you know, the, he knew about this revival I shared about in the the Outer Hebride Islands, late 1940s, 49 till into the early 50s. And this was the verse that God had laid on the hearts of those people who prayed and ushered in this amazing move of God, saying, God, pour your water on your people. We are thirsty for you. And flood us with, you know, your refreshing. And, uh, and look at the generational blessing that's promised. You know, you pour your spirit on the descendants, your blessing on our offspring. Because let's face it, as parents... You want the best for your kids, don't you? And I think as your normal citizens, we want the best for the next generation. Well, the very best thing you can do for them is to give your life to Christ, commit to God's ways, be planted in his local church and be a person of prayer. To seek God and say, so pour out your spirit, God. That's the best thing you can do for your kids. The very best thing. I mean, of course, you work and you buy your kids presents and you want to send them to a good school and all that. But some people, the Bible says, don't weary yourself getting wealth. Some people are working so hard and not at home so much that the kids are missing out on the presence of the, and I don't mean ENTS, the ENCE of the parents, just the being with the kids. And and not just being with them, but being present and being present. Godly and being connected and spiritually minded to help them understand the ways of God. So that's the very best thing you can offer your kids as a parent. And, then, and of course, we're blessed. We're seeing this multi-generational blessing that this talks about in our church. You know, we see, you know, parents uh, and then the kids and the kids have, you know, met in the youth group. Tim famously proposing to Nikki when he was a teenager and he sang a song on the stage of the church and he took liberties and said, Pastor, I've got this song I'm performing on a Sunday night service, I think it was. And do you mind if I just sort of do a little segue in that song? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then he got up and sang a song. And then next thing, he's proposing to Nikki. Where is she? Out with the kids. Yeah, right. Uh, with, and so now they're, you know, parents and the kids are growing up in God's house. And so we've seen this. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. We'll see more of it. And so back to Elisha and this widow. Just notice that as long as she brought the containers, God filled them. And again, I think that that is a, a, a picture of the Holy Spirit pouring Himself into anyone who is aware of their need for Him, who empties themselves of other stuff that you can fill your life with the white noise of the world. You can be busy. You know, I got to race home and fix this and do that and go off, go off there, and you got to help, some, you know, you got a lot of work. Maybe you've got offers for working on you know, Sundays or all hours during the week, but there's times when you say, no, that's when I'm going to church or that's my family time and I'm saying no to some things in order to say yes to other things. And I'm not going to just get binged out on that show because there's 18 seasons and I've got to watch every night for four hours. Together. Well, maybe you don't need that show. You, I started watching a show a little while ago and after a couple of episodes I thought... I don't need this. It's so well acted, but it's just, uh, you know, I just and you're better off sometimes just switching off and just get onto, you know, Wikipedia, you know, and just find out the find out the ending and you know, just read the plot. Go all right, and then they all killed each other. Oh great, all right, done with that. Ah, now I can see God. You know, Ruth's hopeless. We start watching a movie. I'm like, I don't like this. I'm out. She's like, but what's going to happen? I'm like, I don't care. And then, so she'll sometimes just watch the whole movie. I said, hell, was awful. But at least I found out what happened. I go, all right, so what happened? They'd all, they all died, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Even the good guys. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's, so, so come on. What I'm saying is let's just let's make some priorities, including some time of prayer. It just comes back to having a life that is just hungry, open, saying, God, pour pour yourself into me. Going into that place, like Elisha said to the woman, take you, take your sons, close the door to the world behind you and get those containers and then start pouring and see what happens. And the Holy Spirit will keep pouring as long as we keep ourselves available. For as long as those containers were placed under that oil, the oil kept pouring. As soon as the containers weren't there, they all stopped pouring. So if someone says, "Oh, I'm not really, I'm too, I'm too busy, I'm not available," well, what do you know? Well, why haven't I got that touch of God in my life? Well, how come you, that person's so anointed? And why are you, well, because you just didn't, you didn't just get in, in that quiet room and open yourself up like a container. You just weren't available, were you? You're too busy. Praise the Lord. So let's stay hungry and thirsty, open and empty for His Spirit to keep pouring into our lives. Yeah, and onto our church. And yes, Eleanor, it's 11:29. You're welcome. Praise the Lord. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with going over time, but God loves you more if you are on time. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on, let's pray. <laughs> we love you, Lord. We thank you. Holy Spirit, pour yourself out onto our lives, onto our families, onto our church, onto everything we do for you. We want the Holy Spirit. We want your anointing. We want the oil that makes things work that makes our lives work that makes everything just falls into place and just like oil in machinery so life isn't a grind life is well oiled life is working all the bits all the pieces it's all falling into place all working together thank you Holy Spirit you do that we just want to make those times where we're available like empty vessels to say Lord pour yourself out pour yourself out, Holy Spirit oh, bring bring an outpouring again into our community like we've read about like we we feel the heart of God for people to know you, to come before you and for them also to be praying. more of you Lord, less of me pour yourself out. Holy Spirit, we thank you. thank you God. you bring refreshing and provision. You meet every need we have, just like that story we read, in every respect, spiritually and materially. Thank you, Lord, your blessing on everyone here today. And you know, just before we finish, just for one more moment, we're in prayer before God. I just want to encourage you, if you don't know Jesus personally as your Lord and Saviour, it's just one prayer, one simple, honest, humble prayer before God, and He will come into your life. The Bible says you'll be born again. That's the words of Jesus. Jesus said that, a brand new life. You might be a good person. You might have been to church. You might have even followed God in the past. But right now, if you're not walking and talking with the Lord Jesus, I want to encourage you to do that. You can come and talk to me afterwards. I'll lead you in a prayer. Or you can talk to someone that maybe you've come to church with. Very simple prayer of commitment to just give up living by yourself and give in to God living in you and through you. And I want to encourage you to pray that prayer. Like I said, just come and talk to me. Or if you've got questions about the Christian faith, don't leave here without getting that sorted and and getting your life right before God. Thank you, Lord, touching every life here today. Amen.